1: Gary Lineker. We all know Gary as a player, broadcaster, crisp fanatic, and unapologetic Twitter user. But alongside this, Gary is a prolific collector who loves nothing more than reading and collating his favourite football stories. Last series we read his first anthology Gary Lineker's favourite football stories And today we've got book number two The imaginatively named More of Gary Lineker's favourite football stories Containing 15 all new short
3: football stories But what will the book club think of it? Find out in today's football book club It had a big thing saying Two pounds And then it was crossed out And it said 75p
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why did his granddad come back And kick a ball at him in his sleep?
4: They all have wacky nicknames Including Bigfoot Butcher Toes (laughs) mountain boy and loopy lee
1: i was
2: sat in a cafe reading it and the waiter came over and was like are you okay
1: i am sat incredibly awkwardly (laughs) here we go i need to be comfortable to read hello
3: and welcome to football book club (laughs) i need to be comfortable to read mother (laughs) (laughs) You must get me the ergonomic chair, mother. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I've told you many times I'm at my standing desk
3: before. Oh, uh, it's true. I forgot. Wait, are you sitting or are you I'm, I'm
1: sitting. I'm sitting.
3: Okay, that's why you're like, oh god, sorry guys, I've forgotten what <laughs> sitting's like. I've been standing so much recently. Jessa,
1: us know. We record for roughly 18 hours, and I cannot stand <laughs> for that period of time.
4: Wait, are you sitting now? Are you standing? I'm sitting. I'm sitting. You're sitting. All right. You know. You know when I, if I ever stay over at your house, I will stay in that room, and sometimes I just have a little go on the up and down <laughs> of the desk. Just to- <laughs>
1: You do? The that's pirate. what that noise is at night. Yeah. I'm trying to sleep next <laughs> like door. Know, that's
4: not what the noise is. <laughs> yeah. That's not me. What a
1: high-octane start to the show. Hello, and welcome to Football Book Club, the only book club where, instead of literary classics, each episode we read another footballer's autobiography. Less Ray Bradbury, more Christoph Dug... That doesn't quite sound right. <laughs> Dugarry. Less, less Ray Bradbury... More Christoph Dugary. Yeah, that kind of works. Christophe, yeah, it uh, was, it was works. my fault. It was my fault. Sorry, Dan Atkinson. I've ruined that. I've ruined that for you, Dan Atkinson. Shall I do it one more time? Is that fair <laughs> yeah, for Dan? Yeah, I don't go, want Go on, so. give it another go. Less less. Ray Bradbury, more Christoph Dugarry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to pronounce. It kind of works. Written down, it looks better. Ray Bradbury, more Christoph Dugary. <sighs>
3: Ray Bradbury, more Christoph Dugary. No, it doesn't mm, work. It doesn't
1: quite, no. no
3: I, <laughs> I think it works written down, and I think Dan Atkinson is a visual Maybe he's medium.
1: Scottish.
3: West, West brother. Bradbury. <laughs> More Christoph Diggory. <laughs>
2: Actually, that
1: does work, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah exactly. Be. That T? could be it.
1: Well, Dan, uh, thank you for sending that, I yeah. guess, <laughs> from... Uh... <laughs> Maybe workshop it Try harder next time, Dan. Send it back in next week and uh, we'll have another go. (laughs) I'll have another go at reading it. Uh, (laughs) Better luck next time. Uh, I'm James Berg and over the weeks we'll be reading classics such as Tim Cahill's Legacy and Julian Dix's Hammer Time. But today (laughs) we're reading our... That came out recently, actually. I tried to get him on the show. No response. But today we're reading our second collection of Gary Lineker's Football Stories. It's called More of Gary Lineker's. Favourite football stories and reading it with me, a Jack Bernhardt. Yep. <laughs> James Belgian. Hello, And Natasha Frisco.
3: Hello. There.
1: Hello. Hello. Hello.
3: Um, I'm trying to bring the mood back. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This, uh, it's, it's a frosty one this week, isn't it?
1: <laughs> Could be a slog. Uh, we are doing good? All well?
3: Yeah. 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 I'm I'm really good, and I owe a debt of gratitude to James Balgen this week because I I've had this book on my desk for I would say about three weeks, and I keep going. You got to do it, Jack. You got to <laughs> you got to read this book. And <laughs> um, last night, the day before this recording, I was like, "Okay, fine, I'll finally read it." And I I have I can't find it anywhere. I literally I have no idea where it is, and. <laughs> I, it, it's two pounds kind of... of
1: two pounds of football book club money wasted
3: I, well i i legitimately feel quite bad because i because i know that you put in a lot of effort to torture us so um well do. jack
2: jack when you messaged uh-huh. that i didn't i didn't want to you know give a spoiler away but uh-huh. i'm gonna come back to this what happened to you because i think Ooh. i know what went on there
3: oh interesting <laughs> it i, did. I, I yeah, think yeah,
2: Grandad yeah. jim has been into your bedroom
3: right now okay we're gonna have to get some authorities involved what's Park going on now? and yeah. i'll come back because <laughs> i was gonna i was going to say that a potentially more likely thing than Grandad jim terrifying uh <laughs> is that my my daughter has just been picking things up and putting them in different places like um like a poltergeist but but you know but with, only, only with um, <laughs> books written by Match with all books. Presenters. Well, no, she's all she also stole the um <laughs> a, a babysitter said to come to look after it she had like a leg brace and she like it went missing and it was because camille had put it in like a random drawer in the middle of our house somewhere and we spent like <laughs> hours searching for it doesn't
1: that happen in an episode of the sopranos
3: Possibly. Janice steals <laughs> the
1: fake leg of, uh, of someone.
3: I get it. it wasn't a fake leg. She wasn't like hopping around the room after my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> with, uh, but yeah, so so basically, uh, James Baljan was wonderfully helpful and took photos of every single one of these things, which means that now. Uh, Or like sort of fifty pages of this book, which means that both of our Google Photos is now just filled with some of the worst writing that has ever existed.
1: (laughs) And also, no spoilers. um... No spoilers.
3: Well, I was also going to say, and also the (laughs) very
1: Very good, very good. Yeah, it's fair to say. I think it's fair to say we weren't huge fans of the um, of the first book, the first book. But oh, oh, how happy we were when we found out uh, there was a second edition released just one year later in nineteen (laughs) ninety eight. Uh, Was that
3: one year later? Yeah,
1: it was one year later. First (laughs) one was 1997. This came out in 1998. He had a haircut in between. Obviously, uh, he is aged horribly between those (laughs) two photos. (laughs) Yeah, he's got like long, floppy hair on the front of the first (laughs) one,
3: and the second one. Yeah, I would say reading it. The first one is um, Gary in Japan. I would say give me Gary in Japan vibes Mm -hmm. personally, Mm -hmm. maybe. And the second one is like um, four weeks into Match of the Day. So I'm, I'm legitimately surprised there's only a year between them. <laughs> he does are. look much dorkier
1: in the second one, but that's not, we're, we're not judging it on the cover. I'm not judging it how much of a dork yeah. Gary Lineker looks like. <laughs> yeah, he, as you might remember from the last book, it's, it's the, the book basically is a collection of short stories aimed at children, I assume, uh, by various authors. And of course, all of them are about football. Um, mm. <laughs> and, and then Gary Lineker's involvement, I guess he found the stories and decided to put them together or <laughs> tracked them in, down? I, I don't really
3: I, know. I guess canonically that's what we're supposed to believe, right? Yeah, is yeah, that yeah, Gary Lineker yeah. just like goes around to footballers, like people who write football books and is like, have you got another one for me? Yeah. I desperately want to hear about Basher and Bigger playing against Blonkers and Town Townend, uh, which is what every single one of these <laughs> fucking <laughs> things is. Yes. And they can't, and it, I guess in the logic of this book existing, these people can't churn these stories out fast enough for Gary. Nope. Gary yeah. is there with his voracious appetite desperate for more of these mediocre terrible stories where the opposition team is always called i guess they're either called like town end or park end or park hall or town hall (laughs) and they're always like oh no it's the boys from town hall or park end and you have to somehow believe that gary Lineker is sort of sitting at at home reading his books going like oh no town hall are playing what's gonna (laughs) happen will the main team win the game yes they will gary because it always happens that way (laughs) wow um, that's, the book. But that's, the book. Reality, that's the book in reality in reality Gary has nothing to do with this obviously no <laughs> no, <I don't, laughs>
1: no I'm not even sure he knows these books exist I don't think he knows any of these, these <laughs> things were ever even released but there's 15 stories in there as we say we've each read a quarter of them and we're going to tell each other the stories that we found on our way through the book so let's get into it let's read more of Gary Lineker's favourite football stories <laughs> Wait a minute yes is yours signed uh it's got a fake signing yeah, yeah it's got, it's got fake i think
3: mine had a fake signature as well
2: yeah oh god damn it i thought i got a rare oh orc- orc-
3: oh yeah tash your <laughs> your so money trouble could all be over wouldn't they?
4: <laughs> it does look real doesn't it? it does look like it could be it does look real yeah a little bit sorry
3: <laughs> I I'll tell you that I so I don't have this book obviously because it's, my daughter has thrown it into the depths of hell somewhere. But I can tell you that on the in the inside cover, I did look at it, and it had a big thing saying two pounds, and then it was crossed out, and it said seventy five p. So that's the level.
1: <laughs> actually, actually, the inside cover is fascinating because uh, it really uh, it shows the lack of um, care. That, 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 that the people who made this book <laughs> yeah, go with. It just goes, here's a second selection of sensational football stories chosen by the great Gary okay. Lineker. That's pretty much it. And it goes, it features a hat trick, a magic football sticker that made dreams come true, and the goal-scoring dog who beat the cheats. which is basically, I'm sure, happened in the first book. We
3: definitely had that. Definitely had that yeah. story.
1: Sit back and enjoy the thrills and the spills
3: and the joy and the heartbreak of the greatest game on earth. Anyway, um, over the show... <laughs> Wait, very quickly. You yeah. said uh, you said at the top that there were fifteen. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. And you said that we'd all read an equal amount. Yes. How many, uh, we have how many? No, how many stories? I, so I read four.
4: Yes. I said. Tash, re- how many
3: did you read? Four. Yeah. James, how many did you read? Four. sir. so that's interesting, isn't it? Uh,
4: <laughs>
1: so we read four. Here we go, Jack. <laughs> uh, as you love math so much, as you love math so much, um, <laughs> number of pages in the book: one hundred ninety-seven. Uh, split that by four. What is that, please, Jack? Um. Come on, I don't know. Come on, come on. <laughs> it's forty-nine. Uh, yeah, roughly forty-nine, roughly forty-nine pages. Uh, uh-huh. I read from page one hundred and seventeen to page one hundred and fifty-seven, uh, which is that's not forty-nine. It's, it's, it's uh, forty. That's that's low 30s. Forty. No, it's forty. I read forty pages. You read forty pages. I read forty pages. Jack read and
3: three and three stories. Tash read
1: fifty-five. Admittedly. Um, uh-huh. you read <laughs> god what a dull start I love start. it yeah. you oh read god, I mean, tell me tell me uh, Jack actually read 62 actually Ooh, oh oh oh
3: oh, <laughs> oh it's all it's all getting more interesting now isn't it it's all getting a bit tasty
1: and what ja- a dull start he says James also read 40 no he didn't no he didn't no because it's 197 uh, James also read uh, 2 oh, quite a bit anyway I read the least, but oh, I also yes! did the most. Oh, I oh, oh I Suddenly the math comes in. I did edit the thing. The the thing. In, edit the thing. <laughs> While you're all enjoying no, no, your lives, fine. I'm sat in a dark room <laughs> putting this miserable show together. <laughs> anyway, <yeah. laughs> um, over the show, we're going to go into more depth about this book. Uh, <laughs> and if you look, at the end, we'll have a Ken Zong, which I'll also have to edit. But first, let's... Sing, <laughs> and sing, and sing, and sing well. But first, let's see what Amazon's saying. And guys, it's not saying much, because there's no reviews. I was
3: going to say, I refuse what? to believe that anyone has given this book any kind of... I was of...
2: expecting it to have one that was like, bought for Nephew. He nope. liked it. Nope. Came on time.
1: No. Nope.
3: You know? nope. Came on time, three stars. Nope.
1: It, ha- yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it does have two stars from two ratings, but only one review. Oh, it has one review, technically. But it's okay. the same review that for the previous book. I don't know if they've copied and pasted it for the thing or it's a weird Amazon thing where it's come over. But you okay. might remember it. There was a guy called Alan Kennedy on there who uh, said he was making a Father Ted joke. It was like, oh, it's not as good as um, uh, Gary Lineker's Ghost Stories uh, or something. I was like, yeah. Yeah, it was funny last time, not the second time, mate. Uh,
3: <laughs> I, I, think, I don't think that. I think he just did it twice because he wanted to get that joke having a second.
1: Well, I think he might have read,
2: read the one. book. Again, I'm coming back to Grandad Jim. <laughs> Because ghost Jim. stories
3: are about I am this terrified by Granddad I'm Jim this is like, I'm hooked This is like Ghost Watch. I'm really afraid <laughs> that <laughs> Granddad Jim's going to come out of the <laughs>
1: um, So that's what Amazon thought of it Pretty much nothing But what did you guys think of it?
3: <laughs> pretty much nothing I
4: liked um, it
2: Pretty much oh. nothing <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. I oh, James, it. sorry I mean,
3: Did you on say you liked Belgian?
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah I liked it It's about my level like, you know, big font, easy to read stories. Very big very font. Very short. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect.
1: I actually, um, spoiler, quite enjoyed one of my stories as well. Um, Felt a little bit like reading
2: the scripts to a series of Inside Number 9 if it was for prepubescent boys. That is the biggest oh, compliment
3: it could ever get. <laughs> That's a huge compliment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that. I mean, <laughs> I that's I think that's almost offensive too. I feel like Steve Pemberton and Rhys <laughs> Shearsmith should come and sue. Yeah, I don't know
2: because my mine was very <laughs> mine was very weird. Is the word that I use? The okay. stories that I read were very strange, and they were that's not run of the mill football stories. Because
3: I had I had three that were the most run of the mill in the world. Interesting, could not have been more more run of the mill, and one that I think mm. is one of the strangest things I've ever read.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm very looking, much looking forward <laughs> to it. Um, but yeah. I think we can all agree, um, in terms of Gary's effort itself, uh, phoned in, hugely phoned in. And just to prove <laughs> this, Gary has a uh, you know a little message at the beginning of the book, a foreword. And uh, Jack, oh, you haven't got the copy of the book, actually. Uh, James or Tash, whoever's got it in front of you. C- it, I've, got the or- <laughs> I've got the original Gary Lineker's favourite football stories <laughs> here. And Tash, you've got the current one. Tash, can you read line by line and stop each sentence and I'll read in the equivalent sentence <laughs> in the original one? This one? But, yeah, and you'll see just how phoned in Gary's messages. is. Okay. Welcome back, football fans. Welcome to my collection of stunning soccer stories.
2: Oh. <laughs> I'm delighted you are able to join me for my second collection of soccer stories, which I hope you'll agree is every bit as enthralling as the first.
1: I hope you'll agree that it's an unputdownable selection of the greatest football tales ever told. All that any football fanatic could possibly need for hours and hours of action-packed fun reading. Oh,
2: well, if you're a football fanatic, here's everything you could possibly need for hours and hours of fatty fun.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Here are stories of knife matches, lost and won, of moments of glory and despair, of friendships and rivalries on and off the pitch. In fact, all the drama and excitement of the world's best loved sport. <laughs>
2: A bumper bundle of action-packed stories bursting with excitement and drama, capturing the penalties and pride, friendships and rivalries, glory and pain of the world's most
1: amazing sport. (laughs) Fucking
3: hell, Gary.
2: (laughs) Gary.
1: I hope you'll enjoy the book, but don't forget, never stop aiming for the top and never stop believing that dreams can come true. Sometimes they do. I forgot about
2: that. Oh, the end's got a twist then hope you enjoy the book and enjoy playing your own football too as someone said football isn't a matter of life and death it's far more important ho ho ho
1: terrific terrific
3: and then this one has a has a picture of grandpa jin jim
1: just, <laughs> just drawn, <laughs> <with a> H, <laughs> clawing out of it yeah
4: there is a but review remember, kids, by the way. don't don't look There's in grandpa jim's eyes yeah huh? in the sleeve oh, it, of the book oh you're
1: right yeah 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 can you read that
4: for us from James? uh from cosmic magazine and uh, the review the review is simply <laughs> cosmo <laughs> cosmic.
1: Yeah, Cosmopolitan uh, definitely reviewed it. What is Cosmic? <laughs> cosmic. I've never heard of Cosmic magazine. Right. Sounds, like a, sounds like a kind of astrologer's
4: magazine. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, their review was a footy-filled treat. Beautiful. Simply. Oh, yeah. a footy filled treat <laughs> a footy filled treat. treat if this does not have any football if you like your
3: it... treats footy
4: filled this is the treat for yeah. you. <laughs>
1: imagine if this book had no football in it whatsoever yeah just other short stories it it sounds like, like an
2: only fans page doesn't it yeah.
3: footy-
1: oh yeah. it's a footy <laughs> filled
3: treat <laughs> <laughs> hello i'm cosmic i'm cosmic gary and welcome <laughs> to my footy filled treat
2: <laughs> With Grandad Jim. Mm. <laughs> um, well, uh,
1: I want to hear more about uh, Grandad Jim. And luckily I don't have to wait long, I guess, because Tash, you read <laughs> the first four stories of the book.
2: I did. And do you know what? He really started on a weird note. Because <laughs> so I had four stories. Yep. I had one about a dog called Lineker who scored goals because... Do- all dogs sure. in Gary Lineker's world score goals. Um, yeah. One about girls, girls football. Ugh, gross. Uh,
3: yeah, well, this is sounding very much like last time as well. Because James got the dog and I got the uh, I got the girls football one.
1: I briefly wasn't paying attention. I was like, "Wow, that's a brave opinion by Tash going women's <laughs> football." <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, but then I had these two stories that were some of the darkest, weirdest things I've read in a very long time. So I'm okay. just going to like hone in on these because I wrote a list of if I was writing this on. Social media, the trigger warnings these two stories would require paranormal activity, haunting, generational trauma, paralyzing disabilities, bribery, theft, secrets, violence. (laughs)
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love the idea of trigger warnings. And as if it wasn't
2: bad enough, I was sat. (laughs) You never know. And I was sat in a cafe reading it and the waiter came over and was like, oh, interesting book you've got there. And then he came <laughs> back with my coffee a few minutes later. He was like, are you okay? Because I think I'd just gone like a bit pale <laughs>
1: reading oh <my> god! I, <laughs> oh, my God. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, you look back and he was gone.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I and he's gone. Yeah. But no, so the first weird one that I'll discuss, I'm just going to talk about the two weird ones because we've all had about scoring goals and girls playing football. We've done enough of that. Um, (laughs) But the first one is called Hat Trick Hero. And it's this young lad called Josh, and he's about to play the biggest game of his life against the school next door, you know, Park Tree Park or Town End or whatever they're called. And the night before, his dead granddad that he's never met comes and kicks a ball at him in his sleep. And then when he wakes up, the ball is gone. (laughs) Right? Very weird. Then when he wakes up, he wakes up. He goes to school, and his teacher calls him Jim. And Josh is like, "Jim, my granddad. What, what you want about?" Then he plays the game, and he thinks he's passing the ball to this, like, young lad. There is no young lad. His Ooh. granddad Jim, come back because he lost a game on that pitch, and he wasn't going to let his grandson do the same thing.
3: Oh I my mean, word!
2: What? what so,
3: wait, so hang on. Let's just go through the logic of that. He passes to. He passes to a, um, a, 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 a ghost?
2: <laughs> yes. But okay. everybody else thinks he just scored. Nobody else can see this ghost.
3: Right. Hang on. But okay. So that like, it just, like, that <laughs> doesn't make sense to me. It's <laughs> quite a
2: plot hole, isn't it? It's yeah. quite a plot hole. Like,
3: was it, was it a, a cross that was going on target anyway? Yeah. Like those he doesn't free say kicks. that. He,
2: he says three times the other guy scores and he feels bad because he's supposed to be the star scorer. What the
3: f? Yeah, but it's you really, would, weird. You, really weird. Really weird. So he, he must have like a sort of outer body experience where he's scoring yeah, these goals exactly. but can't remember it. I are in
2: Grandad Jim?
3: I feel like we're not um, mentioning the
1: most important bit, which why did his granddad come back and kick a ball at him in his sleep?
2: I, <laughs> his sleep. <laughs> I don't know.
5: Yeah.
2: I don't know. And, and then he wakes it... up and the ball's gone. So that's who I think had your book, Jack.
3: Is oh. it a ghost ball? Was it a real ball or a ghost ball?
2: It's his ball that he has That's and he wakes right. up because it hits him in the night.
3: Oh, I see. Up, I
1: see. The way Jack asked you that, Tash, was like Paxman in his prime or something like, yeah. was it a real ball yeah. or a <laughs> ghost ball?
3: Real ball, ghost <laughs> ball. Did you threaten to did he threaten to kick the ball at him? Did he threaten to kick the ball at him? Um No, I, I I reckon you might be right um about let's go with Grandpa Jim stole my ball because he really didn't want me to do this podcast because he died on a podcast 50 years ago.
2: (laughs) And he's going to come back.
3: (laughs) He's going to come back. I'm going to make a series of really witty jokes where I'll be like, I was just letting that old guy uh, say those things. That
2: zing, 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 zing.
3: Your your grandpa would
1: be um, Jim Bernhardt and that would fit in very well with all men on the show have to be called JB. So that's (laughs) true. (laughs) It's very possible. Also, Tash, I feel like I had this exact story in my book. It wasn't... remember i had that one about the ghost flasher like yes. i mentioned it, yeah oh yeah and, uh, with, the, I, with the trench coat yeah and i swear that was his grandpa or something as well wasn't it he, he was watching him <laughs> maybe
2: training. it's the same one maybe he
3: is why why did the teacher call him jim just because
2: is because that's his granddad's fear. name and his teacher
3: no. well, oh go on but is his is he turning into his grandpa that's my question Has his grandpa like Possessed his body and now well, it's he's like a me old what
2: boy.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. This is what I was a bit concerned about because the story ends on a real high note, but I need sure. to know where it goes after that because I can't. Yeah, because you can't just end. It ends on we won the match and it was great, but like
3: you can't believe that that on. grandpa has experienced In the sequel, life, yeah. Like
2: Josh, Josh is going to get his legs broken if he misses a goal by a paranormal activity or something. You know?
3: Wow. Yeah,
2: or or That's it'll really be weird. like he'll, he'll didn't be like enjoy I, that one.
3: I desperately don't want to play football that a da- uh, grandpa and his grandpa's like, you're playing football. I'm going to drag you out there and play football. You'll play football for yeah. the rest of your fucking life, son. Because I'm dead now okay. and I didn't get to play football. And I've got shitloads of regrets. <laughs> I regret I so, everything I in so my life. I've so many regrets. Yeah. Yeah. You were going to go and kiss a 50, like a 95 year old woman in a care home. Because <laughs> I should have taken that. <laughs> this poor boy.
1: <laughs> the most miserable old bad in the world. <laughs> I fucked up my whole life. Now I'm ruining your life too. <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow. So that was I thought I was assisting this so, old yeah. man having on a date with a <laughs> with an old woman. But it turns out <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: Yeah, there
2: was there was there was another one as well that was okay. even weirder and I'm gonna Brush lightly over this one because it was so fucking grim. I I don't even know I'm going to talk about this. I'm scared. So this guy's called Jack because, again, all all men are called Jack or Josh or James or Jim or something. So we've got a Jack in this one. He's a school star goalkeeper, but on the side, he's also the local shoplifter. Why has he been shoplifting? Because this is exactly what you want out of this book, isn't it? Because... His mum was paralysed after a hit and run accident two years earlier, just after his dad left the two of them, and they had no money, so he had to become a professional shoplifter to feed the family. A professional I mean, what shoplifter. What the fuck, Gary? What Jesus the actual hell. fuck, Gary? Oh
5: my yeah, god! So he he treats, isn't food, so they have
2: <laughs> cash left from his mum's. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I was reading it. I was like, Gary, are you mad? But then there's a plot twist. There's a plot twist coming. Because okay. Jack's being bullied by this kid called Barney. He sounds like a bully, doesn't he? Barney. Agreed. Yeah.
1: agreed. Who is a
2: shelf Barney stacker him. at the supermarket where he nicks all the food for the family from.
1: Interesting. And
2: Barney catches him nicking food and takes a Polaroid of him and says, if you don't let my team score three goals on Saturday, I'm in you. I'm showing oh my God. Polaroid to everyone. Yeah. So you've got all this bribery, real high stakes. Poor Jack doesn't sleep for weeks. like He's very stressed. Anyway, yes, it's obviously the one game that his mum is going to make it to because someone can take her wheelchair in the car. So he's like, do I want to show my mum how amazing I am at being a goalkeeper? But then she'll find out I'm a shoplifter. Or do I want her to think that I'm really shit and she's been sacrificing all this stuff, but she'll never know I'm a shoplifter. So what does he do? He... Doesn't fix the match. He lets the, he wins the game. They win the game. And then he races on his bike to the supermarket and confesses to the manager. And the manager says, because you've been such a good lad, an honest lad, I'm sacking Barney for being a bully and you can have his job. Yeah, that's how it ends. I was like, Gary, this is, this whole this is a
1: roller coaster. The moral of the story is: steal a lot, steal often, <laughs> will, and steal never a be a fucking snitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That is so bonkers. That sounds like a you know. You remember Jim McGovern's The Street, which is just oh, like yeah, relentlessly yeah, yeah, yeah. miserable <laughs> yeah. all the time. It really reminds me of that. Yeah, it's like being
1: oh, yeah, it
3: like oh, Thomas Hardy or something, to like to Jesus. Game. <laughs> oh god blimey mom i can't i'm so glad you're coming to a football game but i hope you don't find out i'm shoplifter
4: <laughs> just so everyone knows that was jack speaking not me <laughs> <laughs> confused, but...
3: yeah thanks so much for taking photos of these uh this book for me james i really appreciate it and i'm gonna <laughs> to pay you back with the worst fucking accent in the world <laughs> That's grim. It does. So yeah, it
2: was a, it was a real. And football seems like very secondary to both of these stories. I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, Mm. that's more for like a a fan of like life changing injuries. (laughs) If you love life changing injuries, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: cosmic. It's it's a life changing injury filled (laughs) treat.
2: But yeah, I just found it like the most traumatizing thing I've read since Ashley Cole. It really,
3: wow. <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> is- you read Ashley Cole <laughs> quite recently, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> that is,
2: uh, <laughs> yeah.
3: that
1: that says it all. That says it all.
2: So yeah, I hope there's not a third one because I don't know what depths we'll be
1: plumbing to.
3: Well, uh, I've got my own little spoiler at the end. Oh God, James Bug's favorite football. F- uh, f- soccer stories
1: Andy Crabb's favourite football stories oh
3: oh god sorry oh about to Andy, Andy Crabb. Oh. where's Andy
1: where's Andy been go R.I.P Jack you read the ne- next exact quarter of
3: the book what did you- I-, I am not letting that go can <laughs> I just say <laughs> you and your maths <laughs> um, yeah I I'll be honest Yeah uh i've i've read these i read it quite quickly these ones and i'll i'll tell you that again like uh like tash there were three of these that are the most archetypal ones that you can possibly imagine which is basically like uh all of these books are all these stories for me are are fundamentally the same which is kid who is slightly weird or like an outsider yeah plays football and something happens that means that he is made better at football Mm -hmm. and then in the big match he plays against the team and they win and they're always playing against their their court it's the the park end town hall bunch and then it it always looks like the thing that they were (laughs) that that made them different wasn't going to was going to be a a a setback and actually oh it turns out it made them really good Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just deeply sort of like I mean, in a way, it's quite like calming to read the same thing over and over again. Mm. So three of them were like that. And one of them was about, um, it was called The Boffin Bounces Back, which I had high hopes for. It's a good that name. Is just from from <laughs> the get-go, it's just a great name. Mm-hmm. And the, the guy at the start of it was called Brian Butterworth, <laughs> which is <laughs> so close. <laughs> the guy from the, um, oh, is it Butterfield? Butterfield? Is it
1: Butterfield? It's Butterfield. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah,
3: yeah. so close to being, but he, I was excited for that. I but saw Sarah mix last week.
1: Really? I saw him doing an Elvis, a preview. In Missoula. His, in, in Missoula Chelmsford. Him, Rio Ferdinand <laughs> and Danny Gavardon. <laughs> no, I saw him on stage doing a. He's he's doing an Elvis thing. I saw a preview. Oh, cool. Of it. Yeah, it's like a deep fake Elvis. It was. So the Soho Theatre, oh. a preview. It was. Anyway, carry
3: on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> In the, in the first one, it's about a boffin, and he's called the boffin, and he calls himself the boffin, because it's a bit where he's like, okay, guys, what's my nickname going to be? Is it going to be Brain or Boffin? Oh, and they're like, oh, yeah. well, I don't know. I think you're called, like, like Cheesy Steve. <laughs> and they're like well actually I, I think my name will be Boffin because listen here tough guy uh, I, I, if you if if here's the deal no rough stuff and I'll help you with that mass Mr. Atkinson set us before break with <laughs> and he gazed uh, he gazed at all of us with a smile I'm afraid to say which was so pathetically easy that I wondered if I was in year six or reception Me. <laughs> <laughs> So I thought, and then he refuses to play football because he's like football is a um, is a silly sport. Yep. And I thought that the typical thing that was going to go down um, was that um, was that you know he, he he comes on at the last minute and he can't play football. Then he scores for a goal and it's great. Turns out he's actually great at football. He just doesn't like playing football because people shout at him. And at one point, basically, he he comes across as an android <laughs> 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 where he says they sort of say like um like are you you know please the teacher's like please can you play and he's like um i don't mean to be rude but what is the point of football (laughs) (laughs) there is more fun to be had in mathematics than football it seemed to me a game for simpletons (laughs) is this is this this propaganda I, to try and get
1: kids to do maths as opposed to play football.
3: I don't think so <laughs> because he comes across as a real dick.
1: Yeah. yeah. Get, he isn't as, like, aspirational. He's not aspirational. He like, be,
3: wow, no. I want to be that kid who, who <laughs> really people says, call nerd. me boffin. <laughs> he also, he makes, he makes a badge that says, it's cool to be a boffin. It says like, the next oh day he comes in with a Homemade badge that says it's cool to be a buffin.
1: Wait, what is the plot of this story? I don't. <laughs> oh, okay, the, plot, the plot
3: of this story is legitimately, and I and I don't want to talk about it too much because it's it's nonsense and it doesn't make any sense. But it's basically they're like, oh, he's going to be our secret weapon. We'll play him and and but we'll make sure he's a substitute, and then he'll come on and do really well. Like that's our plan. Like we won't tell the teacher our plan. He won't. It was something like, um he has to be a substitute but he goes missing and the teacher's like where is he oh no we're 4-1 down and the other team are like ah because they're town hall and they've like scared him away they think they've scared him away town park pool bullshit whatever it is uh they're like yes we did it lads (laughs) and then the brainy kid's big plan their genius plan is he jumps out from behind a hedge and says i can play now and the other team are so shocked they concede seven goals and the final score is eight to four. <laughs> <laughs> a, a boy behind a hedge <laughs> it's so weird because they because they, they, they're like they portray it as like this is one of the cleverest most genius plans that only a boffin could come up with hedge boy
4: appears from behind hedge
3: <laughs> But the so there was another one which was a similar a similar plot. But he's Wait, not. Wait, before a, you
4: before you move on to the next story Jack two things. Firstly, uh-huh. your impression sounds a lot like what's that guy called off the Hanna Barbera? Is it the green the green gazoo oh, or Ma- the green No, not, not
3: the. my uh, little no. impression
4: sounds like that little green. You know that little green guy with a massive helmet.
3: Okay,
5: Marvin, thanks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you, do, you, the, do you
4: mean you, you do mean Marvin the Martian?
1: Marvin mean, the Martian.
3: A... No, so there's also there's the guy who is the only Fred Flintstone can see. Oh yeah, um, the green,
4: the green gazoo or something. He's the green, yeah, anyway, great gazoo. Great gazoo. Only only,
3: only Fred Flintstone can see him.
4: Yeah, yeah. So that's what your impression sounds like. <laughs> Thank of and of <laughs> and secondly, that... okay. I shouldn't be telling you this probably because you're never going to let it drop now. But ac- very occasionally, people oh, pronounce no. my surname as Boffin
5: because
4: oh. <laughs> yeah. no, well. it's a weird one, isn't it? It's a weird surname. Yeah, yeah. And I, most I people can... sort of say Bowen or Bowen, which I would accept. But very occasionally, people will say Boffin. Is it like Mr. coffin, Mister Boffin? Yeah. No, it's like <laughs> I can't. I can't wait to introduce you on the bonus chat. <laughs> I oh, knew
1: yeah. <laughs> Subscribe to him. He caught the best boffin. one was
4: when uh, I was in Holland when I was like eighteen, and the guy who's checking us in our hotel said, uh, "I've got a room for Mister Boogan." <laughs> <laughs> so that sounds sound like a
1: very Dutch name, though. Yeah, Mister
4: People Bougen? still call me Boog. It's cool to be a
3: Boogan. <laughs> <laughs> um, that the second the second story basically the, the the second and fourth stories are basically the same plot as that, except yeah. instead of a boffin. Uh, he's a bird watcher, um, and he oh, gets angry. Twitcher. Is yeah, that why twitchy. he's in the?
2: Is that why he's in the bushes that time? <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> that's, that's is what it. he tells people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is one by Red
1: one by Redvers Brandling, yes, which sounds like a pseudonym or an anagram or something. <laughs> yeah, I thought it, when I read that, all I could get was um, uh, rebranded slinger. <laughs> that's what I got on there, and um, <laughs>
3: reversing uh, barn, reversing barn, reversing barn. So what? Well, in this one, he gets really angry at a footballer who he thinks is um, uh, hurting uh, birds and like throwing rocks at birds. Uh, so, <laughs> David Seaman, watch out! Yeah, uh, <laughs> <Yuck. laughs> Galenica loves animal cruelty.
1: He There's does. Dogs getting kicked in the last one, and grandchildren getting kicked. <laughs>
3: okay. um, and and so so story four is basically again the exact same plot, except instead of a. A boffin or a bird watcher it's a guy who's not very good at football but he gets a football sticker of a good footballer and that makes him really good at football uh, except it doesn't oh because it it seems to turn him into he's he's a defender and he t- it turns into a goalkeeper because he picks up the ball and he's like it wasn't me it was a sticker and you're like it was obviously you what are you talking about <laughs> and he's also like how can people understand that the sticker was the one causing all this problem and like who made me do this great shot you're like it it was just you are you crazy (laughs) but story three is one of the weirdest stories i think i've ever read wow because it is on the surface it is a story about william shakespeare playing football in
1: what? in salt <laughs> yeah.
3: and i was like okay i'm on board with this this will be great it starts off with like william shakespeare playing football and it's got a lot of um it's got a lot of uh gcsc english attempts at at writing like shakespeare right
2: um okay. like
3: yeah uh dickens shakespeare's older cousin had a whining mirthless grating laugh <laughs> <laughs> and uh and another line that he has is it because, written in iambic pentameter i feel like it might be trying to be <laughs> oh, and then occasionally it'll just be like nah <laughs> <laughs> i beat a hair out of the far hedge at the cost of a good scratching and when my efforts in vain where's that hair i clambered through briars and thorns to scare your way <laughs> so it, it takes about compared to all the other books which is basically like the first word is football All the other books are like, football, a ball's crashing towards your face, scores a goal. This one takes about five pages to get to football. And I was writing, where is the football? (laughs) I desperately need to know where the football is. Basically, it's a story about Dickon, uh, Shakespeare's cousin. It's called Dickon, uh, not Dickens. Not Dickens, not Dickon. But like, imagine Paul Dickoff, but he's got an N on the end of his name instead of a V.
1: Dickovna. Oh, that means other other Sorry, Dickovna, sorry, okay.
3: Yeah, David Dickovna, yeah. yeah okay. uh, <laughs> they get into a fight, and Shakespeare has the... Basically, they're having a fight, and, and Shakespeare's getting really upset, and he says, Will had tears in his eyes. They were fools, nothing but fools. Please stop fighting. He tells Shakespeare tells his friends that they'll duel with... A pig's bladder! That's right. Oh, they're going God. To, these two guys are going to duel against each other with it, and it'll be... So I was thinking... While I was reading this, I was like, oh, okay, I can see what's going to happen here. It'll yeah. be a, a rough and tumble football match, which will be like the the posh grammar school versus um, the apprentices. Mm. And I, I know how this will go. Shakespeare, at, at one point, he's like, which team do I play for? Am I an apprentice or am I a, am I a grammar school boy? I can't choose. And like, it'll be a crisis conscious, a of cons- consciousness for um, Shakespeare. And then he'll choose the apprentice team and then they'll win. Or he'll choose the grammar school team and then they'll win. Lovely. I'm on board. That is not what happens. <laughs> the game kicks off, and it becomes one of the most violent and brutal stories I have ever heard, like, very, very quickly. it And it just becomes weirdly... I can't quite think how to describe this. Have you seen Akira?
1: <laughs> the Japanese... Uh, is it manga of some yeah, sort? Yeah, the Japanese Akira? sort
3: of uh, anime. manga. Anime. The, um Anime. Yeah. Um, uh, no, I haven't it, seen it. it. Well, it sort of... It has the vibe of a sort of body horror because very quickly it gets like it just incredibly visceral very quickly and it stops being about like different teams and stuff and becomes like a heaving mass of just like sweaty, like disgusting boys moving as like a disgusting, like, like a, t- like multi- a Dave-
1: David Cronenberg kind yeah, of Yeah, like a multi tentacle yeah. <laughs> body. Like there's
3: a bit where he says, okay. I mean, just an example of the horrible Okay, it starts with this section They locked together in a single Struggling, grunting mass of flailing Fists and bellowing voices A heavily built red-haired Boy was digging like a huge mole Of the mass of struggling bodies He lifted the ball high with a shout Cut short by the fist of an opponent Crunching into his jaw And so Shakespeare is like, well I've unlocked hell, I should get away from this (laughs) He gets away from this, but then the ball rolls towards him, and he, it says, for an endless fraction of a second, doesn't make sense as a line, Will gazed at the ball in horror before being engulfed in the howling mob. As the wall of bodies swallowed him, a fist hit Will in the throat and made him gag. His legs were knocked from under him, and he was rolling helplessly backwards. The mass of bodies swayed and pushed back the way it had come. Will frantically borrowed his way on all fours to the outside of the pack. He didn't care who he was gouging and crawling and scratching on his way out, nor did he care what he was cr- uh, cr- uh, clawing and gouging uh, and scratching them it, <laughs> it
1: sounds very sexy I didn't uh, want to
3: say it sounds sexy but
1: it sounds pretty it sexy, is sexy. <laughs> it is sexy yeah
3: Tear, uh, tears of pure fear were running down his cheeks he knew his life was in danger in that awful heaving suffocating mass of bodies shall I
1: play the um, the um, sexy music that we have for Louise I don't, Sexy I, Speech? do you have a
3: kind of sexy terror music?
1: Uh, I not that I'm going to look for I could maybe yeah. combine the drama reading and the sexy music at the same time,
3: <laughs> just play them at the same time, so it 's yeah. like a cacophony of horror noise but the 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 best the end the 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 the, the climax i would say and I mm-hmm. use that word very pointedly says that he knew this enormous beast the many headed many limbed howling monster that the schoolboys and the apprentice had become, could crush and tear and kill without a single thought it's very like. <laughs> like visceral why was he playing football in the first place shakespeare? because he wanted to stop this duel between these two boys and he was like it i thought it was going to be like we'll play a game of football and i know that you know football in the olden days was brutal and i yeah, thought yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. that would be the sort of like there'll be oh oh jolly hell boy that's a bit of a crunching tackle there my goodness but then the ball comes to shakespeare and shakespeare curls the ball into the top corner lovely stuff instead it's mm-hmm. like no a heaving mass of disgusting sweaty boys like roiling together to become a sort of rat king of tudor children wow. disgusting
1: yeah well that uh,
3: that is off-putting and then at the end he escapes by hiding in a river and then uh, his dad's like i'm gonna kill you <laughs> um or like i like <laughs> Never come back to the house again because I will kill you for what you have done. You started a riot in this town, and then an actor comes up to him and is like, "Hey, do you want to be an actor?" And he's like, "Yeah, okay." And that's the end. <laughs> oh, that <bit's> brilliant. <laughs> it's brilliant. Like- <laughs> There we Gary Lankford, like I can just can't imagine Gary Lankford reading this and being like, "Yeah, okay, <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 that goes yeah, in. Yeah, I can go in. That, that, yeah. yeah, that that's obviously obviously we're keeping that one in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, there's a few maybe, oh. but obviously uh, Shakespeare's gangbang stays in. <laughs> <laughs> Is
2: that like bloody Dante's Inferno or something. It really, huh? it's it's sad. Uh, it's it's like
3: I'm visualizing something by Hieronymus Bosch. It's really. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like I can see this, this horrible <laughs> monster like crawling out going, score a goal, Shakespeare. And then there's no reason for it to be Shakespeare. There's just no, no reason for it to be that Shakespeare. That doesn't make much sense. Uh, maybe it's just that
1: someone they <laughs> thought of in the days when they played football with a pig's bladder. The most famous person from those days.
3: <laughs> Almost almost 100% certainly but that means that the last like page where they're like acting he's like yeah yeah, yeah go on then if that's football if I have to choose between football and acting and football is a horrible mess of bodies I'm gonna go with acting
1: well I think we all need to cool down a little bit from that sexy story so it's time for a break <laughs> but we'll be back soon with more of more of Gary Lineker's favourite football stories Hello, James here, and we at Football Book Club want you, that's right, you, to join something special, something exclusive. We want you to join the Football Book Club Club. The Football Book Club Club is the home of even more Football Book Club action, and now it's cheaper than ever to become a full member at just £3.50 a month. There's three tiers by signing up to our bookworm tier, you get an exclusive, members only episode of Football Book Club every fortnight, filling the gap between regular episodes with more book club fun and, frankly, a frighteningly deeper analysis of whatever book we're reading the episode. Plus, you get access to all the bonus episodes recorded so far. There's over 20 of them on there. Well, 20. And, most excitingly, you'll get your hands on a special edition, Money Can't Buy bookmark you can put inside your personal copy of Darren Huckabee's Hucks. All that. For just £3.50 a month. For context, that's a tenth of the cost of a cameo message from Ian Dowie. And a cameo is, what, 30 seconds? For that price, you get 10 episodes. Three and a half hours of content. I dread to think what you have to pay to get three and a half hours of content from Ian Dowie. You'd have to remortgage your house. But I digress. And if that's still not right for you, if you really love the show, you can join the Super Bookworm tier. And if you like the show, but don't want to pay that much, you can support the show for just £1 a month on the Casual Reader tier. You won't get the bonus episodes, but yes, you will get that bookmark. Head to patreon.com forward slash football club for more details. So if you enjoy the show, please consider joining up. It really does help us to keep making the show because books don't grow on trees. They are trees, kind of. And trees are expensive. But the Football Book Club Club isn't. So join today at patreon.com forward slash football book club or by following the link in the episode notes. See you back at the clubhouse.
4: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care.
0: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. com slash style.
1: Welcome back to Football Book Club, where we are still reading more of Gary Lineker's favorite football stories. Yes. Uh, Yes. I'm going to plow straight in to my lot. Um, Okay. Stories 9 to 11. Uh, exactly the Act same like amount nine, of 10, as everyone else. 10, yeah.
3: 11. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's, right. Four. That's right, four. How many did you read, <laughs>
3: Jack? I read four. I read four, yes. I read four.
1: That's interesting. I read four I as well. Yeah. yeah, and there yeah, were the 15 in total. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I can't make him make another story, can I? <laughs> you want to read less? It's me. Let me read the stories. Let me read the stories. Um, my, my three stories, because there were three, I'll um, largely gloss over them because. Uh, it's just a game of football. It's literally just a game of football. <laughs> no drama, no story. It's just a game of football. Um, it's it's called Jennings uses his head. Um, however, maybe it maybe gives us an interesting insight into where he gets these books because this one says from Jennings goes to school, which um, were like a series of like just William like books, twenty five of them, no less, by this guy Anthony Buckeridge, Called I got the page up on Wikipedia. There's according to Jennings, our friend Jennings. Uh, Jennings as usual. Trust Jennings. The Jennings Report. Jennings at large. Wow. Jennings again. A book full of Jennings, Jennings again. <laughs> yeah. Jennings about. A th-
3: yeah. A throbbing, heaving mass of Jennings.
1: <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> but we will gloss over that one because there is literally just a football match that one. Um, then I had Stickers by Dave Ward, um, which is only really notable um, for a start, which is possibly the most Gary Lineker's favourite football stories uh, start to a book ever. Miss Pringle's voice was shrill as a referee's whistle. I don't want to see them anymore. You've all gone football man. It's just got to stop.
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Gosh.
1: Gary Lineker.
3: Oh, please, Miss Pringle. We just want to play with our football stickies. <laughs> <laughs> literally the next line. Yeah. The next line. Um, and I know you haven't even Billy Bingo in 1922, <laughs> who had a cane as sharp as a lion's whip.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, but really, I actually quite like this story. Uh, it's basically about capitalism. Um, it's like it's, it's a story keeps swapping stickers, um, and then they start swapping the stickers for other things. They want to try and get this guy called Richo to start playing for their team. He's the best player there, so that everyone thinks giving him more and more elaborate things. Uh, and Richo's great because when he scores goals, he does a rap about them at the nightclub afterwards. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's, he's the it's Ken Zong of this book. He's the Ken song at <laughs> foot for sure? But they start giving him like more and more extravagant gifts, like posters and designer T-shirts. And anyway, it all okay. gets out of hand when he um gives over his grandpa's prize sticker album, and he has to get it back in the end. And it's all, he he does he does stick give it <laughs> okay, away. That's good. Um, but that was quite does a Richard nice do a story. rap about that which uh, sadly doesn't do a rap about that okay. um, actually at the end he doesn't even care he doesn't even turn up for the match he goes to do some kind of like X Factor audition somewhere <laughs> to be a rapper so anyway wow. moving on for that the story I want to talk about mainly is called uh, Leon Heart I'd uh, like Lion Heart by Anne Ruffle, uh, who according to Google uh, is 109 years old and alive <laughs> which I, c- <laughs> I, c- I c- enough. to me can't be right as what it says here on Google um, says Anne Ruffle. has been a writer of children's fiction for the last four decades <laughs> in 2005 after working with young offenders in prison Anne became more oh, involved God. in writing for young adults uh, so yeah so, yeah, four decades ago she would have been 70 2005 she would have been uh, 91 So I'm Google has to have this wrong no way a 91 year old lady moonlighting as a football story writer working in a, in a youth offenders prison <laughs> and Gary Lineker's like, could yeah. you write me some stories. I haven't up in your <laughs> place. like,
3: please just let me die, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: haven't even got the story yet. Well, i made the story great. Because the, the, uh, the story, is a classic Gary Lineker story about a girl uh, who doesn't uh, really want to watch a boring football match. She goes along, surprisingly, loves the match, uh, and uh, most importantly, it's set in the midst of the 1995 Paris Metro bombings. So. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Of course it is. Oh, my um, God. The first thing that struck me about this story uh, is that Anne Ruffle, for someone who's decided to base her whole story around the city of Lyon, she's terrified that no one knows what or where Lyon is. Um, goes... <laughs> there'd been a student demonstration on the streets a police chase around the city a multiple crash on the boulevard brackets Leon's ring road <laughs> 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 but here in the flat on the outskirts of Leon brackets one of France's biggest cities I was so bored that I wanted to push someone into well, the overflowing you know, d-
2: they didn't have easy jet back in her day she doesn't That's know how well travelled we all are now
1: it's true but it's don't true. call it Leon call it like Sunderland Heart or something <laughs> But then you can't have the bombings in, which are a really important part. <laughs> Got to have the bombings. Did you do
2: Coventry in? or something. Yeah,
1: there's There, <laughs> and there's, there, there is loads of um, loads of um, uh, French bashing in it for not much reason. Uh, a lot of like eating strange food and stinky cheese, and the bins are overflowing. Um, there's a bit when she just goes to the toilet in um, the stadium, and she's like, "I won't describe what happened in there." He's <laughs> fucking dirty, people <laughs> can't use the toilet. It's. Move on for that. Um We oui,
3: yeah. merely in our berets.
1: <laughs>
2: Did but she yeah. purely write this story so she could use the title Leon Heart? Is I that get, what happened I, Well
1: here? to an extent, I'm guessing that this is something that actually happened to Anne herself when she was probably like, I don't know, 95. How old would she be then? Uh eighty, <laughs> 80. five or so? Eighty-five? Eighty-one? Eighty-one. Um but I don't think I think it's based around her life because it's basically and with her parents as well. She's on a family holiday to Leon. so she's with her 120 year old parents at the no, I'm, guess- I'm guessing Anne or whoever this person's about is about I don't know 15 20 um they go to France on holiday and she's a bit bored though she doesn't know what to do so they're having a nice little chat the family uh, and their family friends that they are staying with uh, their chat is naturally about uh, the bomb in the Paris metro days before uh talking half French and half English it's terrible that you have to throw a bomb and risk killing people to make yourself heard he said Michelle's father made French noises like a kind of puffing spit. <laughs> a bomb is meant to kill and to kill. That is never reasonable. <laughs> like, how do you say something so philosophical? Like a puffing spit. It's stupid. Like a puffing spit. A puffing spit. Uh, nobody was hurt, which was lucky. But if nobody listens to reason about important issues, my mother began. And Michelle's mother stood up for her. The argument went on well into the afternoon. And you can see they were all enjoying themselves immensely. Talking about tragedy. totally yeah. bizarre. Um, and then I thought at first like, oh, that's, that's just by the by. That's presumed just to paint the picture. But then gradually you could start reading the story and um, more and more she keeps saying things like, oh, we tried to go to the match. She gets dragged along to this match she doesn't want to go to basically. And yeah, they're going along. Oh, we can't take in bottles of water. Uh, Michelle said uh, they won't let in drink cans because of the bomb in Paris last week. I was like, please stop mentioning the bomb <laughs> in Paris last week. Over, and Keep over, it, over, light. over. Yeah. Keep it light, come on. come um, on. Then yeah, it, it keeps going. And she's getting really into the match. Um, and I kind of forgot about the bomb stuff until, shock horror, the bomber appears in the stadium in Leon. Jesus Christ. Next, I, I, yep. Um, being chased down by the police until they bring him down. But by this point, she's really got into the game. Um, and so she's a bit like, oh, no, not the bomber ruining the us. <laughs> I want to watch my new favorite team, Leon. Um, and (laughs) the the people in the crowd seem to forget about it quite quickly (laughs) it was the end of the match and then they go home and the mum and dad are like oh we were so worried about you we were so worried about you and he goes oh she goes oh I I totally forgot about the bomber I I was just so engrossed in the match I absolutely loved it Um, and they assume that the bomber has gotten away Um, Michelle says I wonder if he got away and she says "Uh, I don't know I said I suppose you should be punished really (laughs) is what is <laughs> is is her come down on that um but she also um some other point suggests that like um yeah uh, i i guess if people only listen to him a bit more then maybe he wouldn't have to put a bomb on the thing it's very weird she kind of comes down on the side of terrorism all it's the she way.
3: basically like at first she's like oh terrorists are bad so terrorists are good and um we should listen to what they say and it's only when they start affecting her love of new football she's like kill the terrorists <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: no she just um i think she loves when did this she both went, Come football out and terrorism that's what I think. 1998, so a few years after this incident. But that
2: not that when the World Cup was in France? Is that yeah. what she's trying to do? No. Is she's, she's trying she's to doing, like, put the fear of God in people. in oh, kids interesting. Before they interesting. watch it. Yeah,
1: possibly.
3: Possibly. <laughs> or, or she's trying to be like, terrorism's not that bad. Football's good, isn't it? <laughs>
2: if a bit happens at the World Cup, don't if worry a bit, about like, it. They, they'll enjoy it. Just a little they'll bit. They'll
3: barely remember the terrorism. Yeah, Come on. The game <laughs> will be so good.
2: Don't worry about it, man
1: that is largely it Um, she says uh, at the airport on the way home I had to buy a paper uh, and there'd be some really good pictures with any luck to show my friends of the bomber question mark well I suppose there'd be that too what I wanted was a picture of my favourite goalkeeper doing a flying save will I ever go to a football match again try and stop me if that happened to me I'm never stepping foot in a football stadium ever again
4: come on then James you want me stories right let's just get through the shit (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, the first two are good stories. Two? I like them. Two well, no, there's four, but the first two of the four are good stories. Interesting. Two of them are good. Two of them are rubbish. <laughs> so, the first one... <laughs> That's not called, bad odds. It's called Gary's Goal. Uh-huh. Also, I think with this, with like the bombing and the sort of, you know, dead grandparents and... Dead family members. I think they're trying to. Do you think they're trying to, like, you know, be like, let's include things that happen in life because kids need to learn these things mm. are part of life. Trojan to horse
5: in
2: a bit of trauma. Yeah, yeah.
4: Because yeah. in mind.
2: Ghosts are real. <laughs> yeah. I'm balanced,
3: Sometimes football matches turn to sex.
4: Yeah. <laughs> we, need, we need to prepare the kids for all of <laughs> um So Gary's goal So basically, twelve-year-old Gary has a lot to live up to. He was named after Gary Lineker for a start because oh, a his uh, his dad was a lifelong Leicester supporter, and his dad was a prolific striker himself. So There's double pressure on him. He's mm-hmm. a striker, by the way. Um, oh yeah, and Gary's dad had been killed in a car crash two years earlier when <laughs> Gary was ten. Why are they doing this? This is a- why are they doing this? I
1: think if you read the whole of this book, you would want to kill yourself. By There's the end, l- yes, yeah. sounds <laughs> yeah. so depressing. Yeah, There's a ever- lot
4: of so. Anyway, his mum's still grieving two years on. And then his big brother, who's a star football player for the school team, breaks his leg just as he gets a trial with Leicester City. So Um, little Gary, little 12-year-old Gary, feels a responsibility to lift the family. mm. So to do this, he wants to score a goal for his youth team. Oh, yeah, that'll put everything right, mate. (laughs) 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 Um, Dad's dead. Uh,
3: Mum's breathing. Uh, (laughs) Just lost the chance of a lifetime to play for Leicester. <laughs> but as long as you scored a goal, Gary. Everything's yes. forgotten
1: immediately. They never <laughs> think about the other things ever again. Didn't we so used to have a dad?
4: <laughs> <laughs> so that's not <laughs> a Gary's plan. The problem is Gary can't score for shit. He keeps missing chances. So um, he really looks up to his big brother, Steve, who is, who is a brilliant footballer. Um, and he says, there's <laughs> this is really funny bit where he goes, Steve never seems to get down. He can cope with anything. Losing a dad, breaking a leg. <laughs> if only I were like that. <laughs> like, I don't think he's. <laughs> I don't think he's just shrugging off his dad dying. <laughs> Such a weird thing to say. Um, oh well. Anyway, he plays. He, he plays this. I game. wish I was emotionally dead like <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Little Gary plays this game and he's really selfish because he's so desperate to score. So he keeps keeps shooting all the time, but he could be passing for someone else to score an open goal. They end up losing the game on the break and it's all Gary's fault. So everyone hates little Gary. He's got a dead dad. He's got a sad mum. He's got a brother with a broken leg. And now his whole team and the manager hates him.
3: The manager hates him as well.
4: The coach gives him a right dressing down and benches him indefinitely for being the most selfish player he's ever seen. Um, Jesus, do you he, know what
3: he's going through, mate? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what his dad?
4: His brother's all right with it. He just just carried on. He didn't. Even, <laughs>
3: he's fine. Just be like that. His brother's fine. He hasn't blinked in seven years, <laughs> but he's fine. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, so anyway, he has a heart to heart with his brother and his uh, with his broken legged brother, who tells him just to be patient, and that's what Dad would have said. Um, and he also says not scoring in that game was apparently hitting rock bottom, which. I think, <laughs> despite his dad being killed in a car crash a weird thing to say anyway then he came on as a sub and scored a hat trick and everyone bloody loved it and that was it
3: Oh did it bring nice his dad
4: story. back? nope <laughs> one did goal his dad come as a tragedy? ghost to
2: help him score? <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I
3: couldn't believe it I kept passing to that guy
4: <laughs>
2: what
3: the <guy? laughs>
4: <laughs> so that's one story quite like that one even though it was hugely depressing until the last page pretty yeah. much yeah. Um, the next one's called "Gruesome Grand" and the Broken Promise. <laughs> Basically, and what grab. happens here is a, group of a of Playing book. football on a field, they all have wacky nicknames, including Bigfoot, Buttertoes, Mountain Boy, <laughs> <laughs> Gonzo, and Loopy Lee. There's a bit more about Loopy Lee. Which here. one?
2: Which one would you be?
4: I'd be Mountain Boy. I think. Yeah. Oh, I'm. I'm <laughs> definitely Buttertoes. <laughs> for many reasons (laughs) I want to hear more about this Loopy Lee before I commit (laughs) basically you'd think with Loopy Lee with a name like that he'd be the lovable idiot but he seems to have a real problem with him so he says Loopy Lee will do most things he does mad things because he thinks it'll make people like him I don't know where he got the idea where people would love him for doing stupid things are but there you go (laughs) alright he's just just loving life he's just Loopy Lee Um, (laughs) fucking Loopy Lee (laughs) Anyway, He's made but- being weird, his personality. <laughs> so but- Buttertoes, who's, uh, who's the guy telling this story,
3: oh, okay.
4: kicks the ball <laughs> over into someone's garden. He tries to climb over the fence to get it, and a dog attacks him, and an old woman comes out and she basically kicks off at him, tells him to get out. The next day, he kicks the ball over another garden. He goes around to get it, and the woman invites him in, where there's three kids waiting to talk to him because they all like football, and they want to ask him if he'll train them. So he agrees to meet them at 4pm tomorrow to train them, to teach them, but he doesn't turn up because he doesn't give a shit. Um, and then when he's playing for the local club, the kids turn up. Three kids start jeering him and giving him abuse on the sidelines.
3: The <laughs> three <laughs> kids are definitely dead, aren't they? The, the three kids <laughs> are definitely like ghosts,
4: right? The gran turns up, and she's their gran! And she takes the ball away, and the game's abandoned. And they don't care because they were losing anyway. That's the story. <laughs> What <laughs> was that one? Was that one of the ones you liked? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Just because it's mad, isn't it? It's oh, so funny. I'm not sure we
1: can judge your judgment anymore. We can trust your judgment anymore on this podcast, James.
4: Well, it was just ridiculous. whereas the other two? are Just general boring. Do you want to are just bo- them? Are they boring footballs? Quick line. Quick line about them. Yeah, go on. Quick line. <laughs> okay, striking out. Uh, feels pressured to p- pursue football by his mum and two uncles who keep telling him how much of a natural he is, but he doesn't really want to. But he feels he should in memory of his dead brother again. <laughs> oh my
2: God.
4: Who was also natural. So he decides to intentionally play shit in the semi final so they don't reach the final and he can sack off football forever and pursue something like cycling. <laughs> but he gets injured. And they win anyway, and then he just sacks football off.
1: So ridiculous, so stupid. <laughs> I don't know what the moral of any of these stories are.
3: Gaping hole. That, that's just the boy yeah. who doesn't gets injured and does nothing.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he the sticks boy to who cycling. Did At the end of it, he goes, "Oh well, I can just do cycling now and play football." Sometimes. Why does he want to play cycling? Why does he want to do cycling? He, just, he doesn't really care about pursuing what? football, even though he's a natural.
3: What proportion of, of people in these book, these stories actively hate football? <laughs> yeah. It seems, it seems at least seventy percent, I would say.
1: <laughs> Gary's like secretly trying to tell us he's wasted his life.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I would rather have done mathematics or played billiards <laughs> and chess.
4: <laughs> the last story could have been fun, but it's not. So it's called He's the Man. Basically the Starkeeper is leaving to go to America and they can't find the replacement because the rest of them are rubbish goalkeepers. But they need one for the upcoming game. Anyway, an American exchange student is good with his hands because he plays hockey, but he doesn't know the rules of football. So a tall guy who's rubbish at football stands behind the goal and tells him what to do as a goalkeeper. That
3: is a good idea. <laughs> it
4: is a good idea. This
3: <laughs> is like, like
2: Ted Lasso.
4: And they win, but well, it could have been good. But it It's won. a bit
3: like um, either Cyrano de Bergerac. Or um <laughs> Ratatouille. Or ratatouille. ratatouille uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, hey buddy, I don't know what I'm doing here. I gotta <laughs> save that ball. <laughs> Just save the ball! I'll get your hair. I'll control you with your hair. Uh rata one two E.
1: Wait.
3: Less Ratatouille, more Ratter Ivan Tony. <laughs> <laughs> disgraceful <laughs> du-
1: du- 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 <laughs> overall james though you enjoyed it oh yeah did you prefer it to the first book do you remember i can't remember but i think i did prefer it <laughs> i was gonna I say I did yeah i i don't i remember there being i don't remember there being as much death in the first book no i, there was I, I think death. there
3: was more there was more misogyny and like casual like kids um like uh, boys being silly and like playing as Rosas and oh look it's the cops ah! and this one's more like <laughs> death and sex and, and, and ghosts and shit yeah, yeah. this Gary's is after up.
2: dark yeah yeah yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> but he still hopes he have a wonderful time with these wonderful games of pride <laughs> and penalties and pride? winning pride and losing penalties and the Parisian Metro bombings Parisian Metro bombings
1: oh god <laughs> wow well, what a waste <laughs> uh, uh, and <laughs> that is it we wrote <laughs> the whole book Read the whole book between yeah. us, guys. We read it. Uh, did it change you?
2: Yeah, fundamentally, I, I am a different mm. person now. You're I'm a terrified. fundamentalist. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I kind of want... I will now probably look up and see exactly what will Sha- William Shakespeare thought of football, I suppose. And whether he did have some kind of mass orgy when he was a teenager. Interesting. I guess I will, yeah. yeah. I I. I, g- I do, yeah. Hundred percent. did. was. Oh, William Shakespeare? That yeah. boy fucks.
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, um, I, um, uh, I I learned nothing from any of my books. <laughs> actually, actually, no, that's not true. I, I went on the Wikipedia page to learn more about um, the the bombings. So and, oh, and ruffle. Anne Ruffell, and Anne yeah. Ruffle. Yeah, I've had a lot about Anne Ruffle. I can't wait. <laughs> Anne Anne, I I can't <laughs> wait to read the next 109 years worth of books she produces. <laughs> she's only she's only just peaked. She hasn't even peaked yet. She hasn't even peaked yet. <laughs> she's still going. Four decades of writing. Um, rate now ten. Can we rate it out of ten? Oh my yeah.
3: god. I think it's unrateable, much like un-rateable. Amazon. It's hard to this shouldn't be anywhere near your eyes. Yeah. This is <laughs> It's getting an NA from me. It's <laughs> <Just> getting NA. <laughs> that's gonna really ruin the um I, I the can't,
1: ra- yeah, it's gonna be very hard to divide by NA. <laughs> could yeah. be, it could be hard.
3: But, uh, uh I'll if I I'll say NA as well, but if I have to give it a rating, it'll be two.
1: Okay, two, <laughs> Tash, James, any strong thoughts?
5: Four. Oof.
3: Ah, uh, ten.
1: <laughs> so zero, two, four, ten. Okay, that's a <laughs> So that'll be six four. Overall, you really bumped it up, James. (laughs) Wow, it's it's better than Asimov's (laughs) "Jean." Yeah, it's it's getting there. It's not too bad. Well, that's that book. Um, Has anyone got an out of context to treat ourselves with? Yeah, because I I wondered this week if you could all read your out of context and we all try and guess which of your stories that one came from.
3: Okay, well you'll be able to guess mine pretty
1: quickly. (laughs) Same with mine. Uh, Yeah, Um, Jack, what's
3: yours? Mine is there were a couple of young butchers who were built almost as solidly (laughs) as the great sides of beef they could haul around and chop up as easily as if they were bundles of kindling.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's called Much Ado About Nothing, that story as well. (laughs) Yeah. Let me tell you,
3: there's a bunch of ado about something.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Tash? Tash? Standing by the fence was a tall lady in a big purple sun hat, a tight green shirt, pink tiny shorts and silver shoes with stiletto heels, shouting shouting <laughs> Linica, Linica darling, come back, darling. I feel like maybe that's happened to him
5: before. <laughs> yeah.
3: like, <laughs> Please, Linica, I'll let you go back on Twitter. <laughs>
1: I'm going to make a wild guess and guess that's the book, uh, that's the story called A Dog Called Lineker. Yeah. <laughs> just possibly. possibly. Uh, James, do you have one?
4: Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it is about me, but the ball hits my boots and flies off like a five-year-old on a trampoline. <laughs>
1: R.I.P. <A>. Five-year-old.
4: <laughs> that was, of
3: course, how dad went.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is that Gary's goal?
4: Uh no, that is uh what's it called? Uh, gruesome gran. Gruesome oh, gran? gran. <laughs> that's but that's that. buttered toes or whatever he's called. Buttered ah, butter toes. Ah, toes.
1: <laughs> and my one was uh Q in France, he laughed and pushed evenly at the group in front of us. <laughs> so <laughs> those stupid French can't even cue. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Ken Zong has been sent some more requests, guys. Uh, remember, he wants people to send. I think at the end of that, we deserve a Ken Zong, don't we? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. At yeah. the end of that, we absolutely. do. Uh, he's been sent more requests. Uh, remember, he wants people to send him players, genres, songs, and he'll make a chant around them. Uh, Jimmy Bolton uh, messages us. Grand, what, Grandpa Jim? Is he one person? <laughs> Grandpa, yeah. Grandpa Jimmy Bolton messaged us on Twitter and said, Love to hear uh, one for this United and Villa legend. Who could it be? Well, uh, to the tune of Earth, Wind, and Fire's September. Do you remember the last time we played Jemba Jemba? <laughs> he's running rings right round defenders while chasing the perfect play.
3: Keep going. We've got three
1: more verses. He's got to sing in. When he's on the pitch, goals will ping in as he advances tonight. Just remember. He'll be stealing the ball away. Ba-ma-na-ma-na-ma, ba-ma-na-ma-na-ma. I shouldn't have gone falsetto. Do you remember? Buddy-ah? Eric Jemba Jemba. Gonna get the win
3: today.
1: Oh, very good. I love that. It comes up in the verses and the chorus.
3: I know, ah. but it's a, it's a, the thing is, it's a banger of a song. I it's agree. It's a it banger is. of, a, I, of a, an adaptation.
1: He sent me that and I said, um, possibly favourite Ken song yet. Good one. Yeah, that, it's I, great. I think it's very perfect. good. Perfect. Right, well, I'm very, I hope, form.
2: I went to Beyonce at Tottenham the other day and I was trying to <sighs> sing the song, but I couldn't remember it.
4: Oh. <laughs> <Ken> <laughs> Ken it. Beyonce didn't
1: bring Ken out.
2: No, I was gutted.
1: Oh, Waiting for it. She right. brought out
4: Jersey in Edinburgh and Kenzong in Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> just to let you know what, yeah, what she thinks of Tottenham.
1: <laughs> uh, please, everybody, get in touch with us uh, with your Kenzong requests, your author footballer puns, uh, just thoughts, or like you want to see how we're doing, message us. Uh, at Footy Book Club on Twitter, Instagram, at Footy Book Club. That is all for this episode. Uh, but we're back in a fortnight. You can't wait that long. Join the Book Club Club on Patreon, members of the club get a brand new exclusive bonus chapter episode every other week where we chat even more about the book to listen, make sure you join the club to access all these exclusive episodes and receive your very own book, book bookmark that is on patreon.com forward slash football book club. Thanks everyone. Uh, And uh, you'll be glad to hear there is no more uh, of Gary Lineker's (gasps) favorite football stories. That is it. It was two and out. It was (sighs) two. and out. There is no even more of or anything like that. It's two and out. So, until Gary releases a third book, uh, he's well overdue, to be honest. <laughs> There's a it's year's true. gap between the first two. It's 25 after that. Any last words? Great sides of beef. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Thanks for listening to Football Book Club. It featured James Bug, Jack Bernhardt, Natasha Frisco, and James Boffin, I mean, Baljan. It was created and produced by James Bug. Thanks to Gary for compiling the book. But where are they all now? Well, Gary stopped putting his favourite football stories together, but didn't retire from the literary game altogether, recently writing books such as The Weird and Wonderful World of Football, 50 Times Football Changed the World, and Football is Unbelievable, all of which we'll have read by Series 32. Anne Ruffle most recently published a book four years ago, apparently aged 105. Genuinely, its main selling factor on Amazon is, with a length of only 6,000 words and filled with drama, this story will appeal to all reluctant team readers. So if that's you, check it out. Shakespeare almost definitely never played football, although there was a William Shakespeare who played American football for the Pittsburgh Pirates. There you go, that's something. There's been 78 more Jennings books released since we recorded, and Grandpa Jim gave up on kicking footballs at his grandson and now just wakes him up by whacking him over the head with a swing ball. The theme music, Hills Behind, is the work of Silent Partner and is used under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. We'll be back in a fortnight. Until then, bye-bye.
3: love the sound of dial-up, lost your job in a financial crash which wasn't your fault, and know where you were when Diana died, then you are probably a zenial. In which case, the Zenial Dome podcast is for you. Interview guests include Stefan Guerrero. There was a bottle of wine in the shape of the World Cup trophy. Nish Kumar. This is like the third <laughs> conversation I've had about Encarta in the last week and a half. Jess Phillips. Very performatively taking the contraceptive pill. And so many more zenials With interview views, mini episodes covering Xenial history, and a MySpace page, this is the show for Xenials or those who wish to understand them. I do not fancy Matthew Letizia. <laughs> That's the Xenial Dome, spelt with an X, with Gareth Gwynn and Esse Sears. Available wherever you get your podcasts.